Welcome to the Lantau Base Camp podcast. In this podcast, we aim to bring you up to date with recent developments in the world of trail running, new products that have arrived in our shop, and all things Lantau. Lantau Base Camp is a community shop and event organizer in Muo on Lantau Island. And now, onto your host, Martin Dukas. Welcome back to the uh, Lentil Basecamp uh, podcast. We've been away for a while because um, unfortunately I was hitting some technical difficulties with my internet and since we're doing this over Skype, internet is kind of essential to be working very well. So um, as usual, I've got my opposite person on the other side of Skype, uh, Shane. Hello, how you doing? I'm, I'm doing well. How, how are you doing? Good. Um, Christmas is almost here and I can't believe it, so. Yeah, it's been a while since we had a podcast, and and looking yeah. back at the time, um, Lantau Basecamp had a, had, a, had a big project, uh, a big event in the meantime, Lantau 70. Yeah, that's, that's the big one for the year. Yeah, so we had 420 people signed up. How did, how did, how did it go? Talk us through the day. Um, that was a good day. Weather-wise, I think everybody was relieved. It wasn't crazy hot like it was the year before, and I think that was a big concern. Um, and as far as event, it was smooth. I mean, you couldn't ask for like a smoother event, like just really no headaches, you know, just, you know, as far as, you know, runners, a lot less dropouts than the year before. Um, a lot of good performances. Some people had some really, really good, t- oh, we had some faster times this year. Um, the relays were really hot this year. Um, overall, I mean, it was, it was a good day and it was long, but it was good. And we, had, you know, some epic performances Yeah, you know, up front and in the back too. Yeah, it, it was definitely a long day. I remember that um, we we had to pick up some people from the trail, and then we still had to wait a long time. Yeah. Even after we took the midnight, well, not the midnight, <laughs> the, the the early morning ferry, three forty-five, yeah. and you were still waiting for a few of the last people to come in. Yeah, that was cool. But you know, that's one of the things people are gonna, some people are going to miss the cutoff. But and Andre Blumberg was sweeping and encouraging these guys, and these two guys. I mean, hats off to them. You know, they knew they missed a cutoff, but they just weren't going to quit, and they and they did it. And you know, I gave them I gave them a medal and shook their hand and said, "Sorry, guy, there's one beer left, and you guys got to choose who gets it." But um, it was a good that was a good good thing. And you know, and hats off to Andre for like being patient and you know and encouraging guys to finish because they were suffering bad blisters, cramps. One guy got lost. You know, it just it was pretty cool to see. Yeah, and and. It was similar, exciting at the front, right? I think um, yeah. Kawai uh, won with a really good performance. Yeah, Kawai kind of crushed it, which was, you know, it was, we knew there's a lot of fast people this year, you know, and up front, and it was going to be a tough men's race, but Kawai, Jeremy, and some of the other guys up front were keeping up with the relay teams, and the relay teams are teams of four, you know, and they, were, they weren't that far off, especially in the beginning, and Kawai who in the past has kind of blown up and, you know, he goes out crazy fast and blows up, did not blow up and just held, you know, held on and just, you know, his time is going to be hard. To, I think it's going to be hard to beat next year. Yeah. He's, he's had a super sharp uh, time. And then similarly exciting on, on the women's side, I think uh, Marie uh, won it. She put a, yeah, a really good yeah. performance in, even though I think she was a little bit injured. Yeah. She, and that was pretty cool coming off, you know, a recent, you know, Moon, she raced Moon Trekker, um, did a good job there, um, and then came back, you know, 
what what is it two weeks later for the Lantel 70 did a great job there and, and she was if I'm correct she was in the top 10 you know she was eighth overall if I'm correct um which is fantastic and her time was good and then also the the second and third place that we had a tie for second um Valerie and Nia came in hold you know holding hands and you know that all three of the women were really close most of the day so yeah. it was it was really exciting. Like I spent a lot of time looking at the iPad, you know, kind of like, ooh, who's going to be? You know, this could be like a sprint finish, you know. And it was it was that was pretty. It was awesome to see that. Yeah, because I mean, it it's great for a race to have two sides of it. It's great to be very exciting at the front, and and also to have these these guys coming in in late and still pushing through their their uh, suffering. Yeah. And it was good to see. I mean, there are quite a few people that in what, 2014, you know, just because of the heat and everything, just didn't make it. And they came back with a vengeance, like, you know, this year I'm going to finish, you know. And they did, and they were really happy, and it was good to see. Yeah, I think yeah. Mo- most people improved their time, and some people who didn't finish, like you said, finished this time. Yeah. Very, there, very good. Yeah, I mean, overall, it was a good day. I, you know, I'm just, I was really pleased. There's a lot of good performances. I mean, yeah. we could spend an hour talking about people and different performances, but, um, you know, there's quite a few people. There's people that yeah, came into the store training for it up to the race, and it was really cool. For I had a good time handing them a medal, you know, after like, you know, a month or a week or a day before, tell, you know, talking to them about their race plan and everything. It was cool. Yeah, and I think we shouldn't forget about. A very exciting part of of the race, something Lanto Basecamp has kind of 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 um, pioneered in in Hong Kong, which was the the relay. Yeah, I think we had a really exciting top three, top four in 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 the relay. That wasn't those guys were yeah the top four teams you know were just went at it and it was who's going to hang on and who's not going to blow up you know and basically that's what it came down to and there were some there were some tough teams this year yeah. And the winning team, you know, it's just those guys. That was just crazy. Yeah, because I, I was in every checkpoint when when um, when the relay came in. For instance, checkpoint one, the guys who finished there, they, they were they were finished. They were like they had given it all. Yeah. And and, and I think one one of the the, the French team, he, he sat down. He had to sit down for almost an hour just to recover from that. Yeah. Huge yeah. push he did. Yeah, he and he actually improved his time by like. It was something crazy about like eight to ten minutes from the year before in that section. Yeah. Which eight to ten minutes is just insane. You know, but yeah, he he pushed himself to the limit a little bit beyond. It's kind of scared us, but he he came out and I saw him later at China Bear having a beer and food, so he was all right. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes it's it's a little bit with the weather. You have to be a little bit careful, but, you know, in the end, you have to give it a little bit of time and you'll recover and, and you'll be fine. So, yeah, that was a really exciting race. So, I assume next year again. Yeah, well, same format next year. We're looking at the same format next year. Um, solos and uh, relay teams of four. Which, and, I, and I'm happy to see that the relays were definitely pop. I mean, locally, too. Just the, the ladies winners were, were the group of ladies from Lantau. Um, that made up a team, and they they did it pretty good. So I think the, the relays are going to sell out faster next year. Yeah. Okay. So, so people are definitely going to have to plan ahead and not wait to the last minute. Oh, should we make a team or not? You're going to have to plan ahead, you know, and strategize. Yeah. So how about the rest of the season? Uh, Hong Kong trail running season is is you know very much on on steam. We kind of had 
this half year now we're getting to the the the, the middle of the season anything yeah. that stood out for you this year um two races really i mean like msig lantau um i thought that was there were some pretty good performances there especially some for the local guys that i know um i was at um check pick which is checkpoint three and i saw some guys from out here in lantau that i know and just really doing really awesome up front you know and that was cool to see um you know and then of course to see you know again a guy like john ellis gone again who just paces things really well um pretty you know facing a big climb coming up next but happy talkative confident you know i'm gonna read mcnaughton talk to her a little bit and some other local runners that did both the vertical and the 50 that was cool yeah and Joe Gray, the American, got came over, and uh, we got to talk. I got to talk to him again, see him again. So he's, he's a cool dude to talk to. And you know, that's a professional runner there, and it's, it was cool to get to talk to him. And he loved. He just he raves about coming and running on Lantau. Yeah, and and we had some Nepalese um, come over for that race as well, which yeah. reminds us of, of Mira last year, of course. Yeah, that was cool, and we got to I got to hang out with him a little bit at the shop for a while, and that was cool with Bishu and. Um, how do I want to say, how do I say his name correctly? Bet. Bet, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to say, I kept thinking it bad, but it's not right. Um, yeah, it was cool. I got to talk to him a little bit um, and have lunch with him. Um, didn't get to run with him, but they they wanted to take a rest day, which is fine. But um, yeah, it was good to see them and they had a good you know. And he had a great race. She had slipped and fallen, but and it's cool to see like a local Nepalese community out like at the checkpoints, you know, being there for him and encouraging. That was pretty cool to see. Yeah, yeah, because you know, how many chances do you have in, in Nepal to to perform on on a world stage? So it's great that yeah. um, that Trail Running Nepal has, has sponsored them uh, to get them over to Hong Kong and hopefully have a a start of their career. Yeah. Um, and she's really young too. Yeah, she, she's really young. And and bet the next week he really crushed it at the TNF 50. So yeah. that, that was very impressive. Yeah. Um, putting stone on stone on about, how, how much was it? 20 minutes distance. Yeah. That, that, that was really impressive. It, ben, it was interesting to talk to him because I remember seeing, you know, I never met him when he did the Hong Kong 100, but I'd seen him in Lloyd's video. Um, and that was cool. And I watched on my iPad, I was playing that video, showing Bishu the video. And he was really excited to kept saying, like, look, that's me. That's me. And, yeah, yeah. But he's actually, when you talk to him, he's a very laid back guy. But as soon as you talk about running, he just gets really serious. Yeah. Like, it's it's really, he's very intense when it comes to running. I mean, it's, it's his personality. And that was kind of interesting. But, you know, out, if we talked about other things, he was just very laid back. But as soon as you mentioned running, he just, he would get really serious. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then you see where the passion is, and I think yeah. I think it's it's a little bit similar to. Uh, I'm I'm quite proud that I, I was the only one who who managed to predict correctly who won who will win OTW. Okay. Um, this was something that uh, Tillwind um, they did they did something on the Facebook asking who who's going to win, and everybody was talking about the Nepalese, and everybody was talking about the 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 international team. Who came over and and obviously they were very unlucky and, and might have been all very different, but I had seen the local guys, the UFO team, and and somehow I picked up the vibe that they were really gunning for it. They're, they're a group of yeah. friends. They they always run together. They've been very very. They, they actually seem to have been taking a little bit 
slightly easier approach to this season where, where normally they run all out everywhere all the time. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think it was really, really cool to see that they actually executed uh, OTW the way they did. And if you look at the splits, for instance, and you compare it to the international team, then they're almost one for one on, on every every part of the race. Yeah. Except for the last part where they were even faster. So, you know, it, it would have been interesting if the if those first two teams wouldn't have got lost, obviously. Yeah, and then definitely. it would have been then it would have been maybe a race to the finish, looking at the times now. But you never know. But anyway, I, I thought it was really cool uh, that they managed to pull it up, and um, that they managed to win that. Yeah. So for me, that was that was one of the the performances of the season so far. Yeah, locally, I mean, that's huge. I mean, and that, there's a lot of local pride in that, what they did. They pulled off. And and those guys, yeah. too, like, you know, Ying and all those guys, they're all, like, super popular guys locally. And, then, you know, of course, you're just, like, it's a home team win, so. Yeah. Like, it goes with it. And and they're, the way with my <laughs> if you look at next year, though, I think there's going to be a lot more bicycles on support crews because a lot of people are going to look at what they did. And oh, they had a bicycle? They, what I've heard and I've seen a picture is that they had bicycles along some sections and people actually riding while they're because these guys are running fast, you know, they're not jogging along, you know. That makes so much sense. And I was they, thinking yeah. of doing that. <laughs> yeah, but I just don't and, have a bicycle, but yeah, it makes yeah, so much but, sense. But I guarantee next year you're going to see a lot more teams and that between time O'Shan and the finish, you know, or wherever there's there can be bikes, there's going to be people on bikes riding along, yeah. holding water bottles and throwing gels back or whatever, you know. It's so, an, it makes but so that much was, sense. They yeah. they had their plan down to the T. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. Um, so, and, and you see them a lot uh, helping now out, for instance, um, the, the the Solomon workshops and, and the workshops for Hong Kong Henry. These guys are involved again. Yeah. And um, talking about that, we're, 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 how about training in, in this cold season? I mean, cold is all relative. <laughs> we're not yeah. running in the snow, but... It's 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 different from for Hong Kong being used to all this heat and sweating your your sweating a lot. Yeah. Uh, how how do you transfer? How do you transfer into December training when when, when it's cold and wet and and how how are you doing that, uh, Shane? Well, I'm pretty much like just I carry actually more more clothing and it's really it's just trying to wear layers, you know. And it depends, you know, especially for the finish or when you're up in the, up when you get up high. Because um, starting off, I mean, it feels really cold, but, what, you know, 10 minutes up the road or the first climb, your, your body starts to warm up. And I find that if I have gloves and a beanie or, like, a bandana on my head, that's pretty good. But also having a long sleeve um, that, you know, that's light and thin, um, something that I can get on and off easy is, is really helpful. Um, because there are times, like, let's just say, for example, Sunset Peak, you know, a T-shirt, gloves, and a bit. Bandana is good for the start, but once we get above 500 meters, the wind kicks up and it gets cold up there. You know? Yeah. Um, and and you're moving, but um, you're already sweaty, and so that you've got wind blowing on cold sweat. So having like a windbreaker um, is great. And it, you know, and that's the time of year where you know you want to make sure you've got windbreakers or even waterproof jackets or long. And, you know, the long sleeves now, some of them are really good. Some good products out there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess it also depends on what type of runner you are. If, if you know, if you're a fast runner, you can keep your your momentum going. You don't need to stop anywhere. Then you can yeah. still go kind of light, but 
if you're if you're a hiker or you're a slower runner, you need to have a break once in a while and go a bit yeah. slow. Then you definitely need need to make sure you don't get cold. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like you gotta man, like how much time are you gonna be in the wind? And then are you, if you're running that yeah, like like you said, if you're running, you're gonna sweat, and if you sweat, you're gonna get cold as soon as you hit that wind. So I guess um, you need something like a windbreaker or a rain jacket, or yeah, preferably probably a, a light rain jacket in in this weather. Yeah, like I I have. Oh, I have too many <laughs> windbreakers, but um, I have some good ones I really like. They pack really nice. Um, I have an OR um, waterproof jacket if it's raining, um, and it's it's very very packable. Um, and then some other long sleeve shirts that I have, and it's the same thing. It's just it's just basically layers and not too thick. I see some runners that they're they're wearing way too much at the start, but then the problem is they don't take it off till after they're really soaking wet, sweating, and then you've got everything's wet. Yeah. And so when you get cold, you've got nothing dry to put on. So, I... no, exactly, because it's not just during the run; it's it's also about when you're finished and when you have yeah, to take but, a bus or yeah, whatever. Yeah, bus stop at Pak Kong Ao, and the wind is blowing up there. You know, it's that's for me. That's actually the coldest part is Pak Kong Ao waiting for the bus. And I I take an extra T-shirt, so I actually change the shirt to a dry shirt and throw my windbreaker long sleeve back on. Yeah, but. You know, that, that's, the, that's the thing, really, I, I see a lot, you know, it's just, and I've had people, this last weekend, people came into the store, and, and got, a couple guys were shivering, you know, because they didn't, you know, they wore, they had jackets on, but they didn't, they just kept it on the whole time, they didn't, you know, take it off when they got too hot, you know. Yeah, exactly, you need a nice, you need something dry to be able to warm it up from, from the inside and, and yeah. be effective. So... You know, you got a big race coming up. I think we talked about it before. How do you feel about it? It's a hundred mile. It's ninety-five miles. January, yeah, close enough. Yeah, January first. It's the f- first year for this, the Ultra Trail Time Ocean. It's a new race. Um, and I talked to the um, race organizers yesterday, and, and they, you know, they're kind of like my personality. They kind of like it tough. And it, he kind of smiled and said, "Yeah, it's gonna be really cold, really tough." You know, because and then and like we just talked about, that's the challenge is how do you do a long race like that this time of year when the the big concern really is how do you stay warm and not, you know, because hypothermia can set in and that's, you know, you want so you've got to plan everything right. So how, how are you going to stay warm? Um, I'm trying to get, I've got a couple people that volunteered that meet me at different checkpoints. I get one drop bag, but I'm going to try to get like I did in the last long race. It's every 40 kilometers have somebody there um, with like a, a clean t-shirt, um, a towel, an extra bandana that I can, so I can change into a dry bandana, um, even a pair of running gloves. And then my drop bag, I'll have, I'm actually going to throw in a pair of like running pants because that I'll probably... Where's, where's your pretty, drop bag going to be? Uh, about, it's about 95K in. Oops. <laughs> so, yeah, which is... <laughs> that's like a full race for most normal people. Yeah, that's like 100K people. until you get your drop bag. But... Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, it is. It is what it is. But I think, like overall, that's where I'll probably you know get in the next because the next few sections are uh, it, the, the last half of is really really hilly, um, yeah. an exposed hill like Taito Yan and that kind of thing, um, climbed up from Dory Farm and stuff. So I'm just uh, trying to plan like basically my big plan is like just have people meet me every 40k. I can restock my food um, and get warm clothing on, you know, and just at least at least shirts and. You know, and also, and also a clean t-shirt just feels good too. You know, <laughs> yeah. Of so, you know, and I train at night too. Right now, I'm training a lot at night uh-huh. purposely because I'm trying to get my body used to being cold 
and up on the hills when it's windy and cold. Yeah. So um, I'm not a morning person, so I, I can't get up at 5 a.m. and go around. I just don't do that. <laughs> so it's easier for me. To, I just I'm more and I'm more comfortable at it at night anyway. So. And then we're now just like, well, what is it? Two weeks out. Are you doing yeah. any specific trainings just to keep the momentum going, or what? Yeah, doing? I've got a few more days I can do some medium size runs. You know, like tomorrow I'm gonna go do like twenty, uh, twenty five. I'd like to do thirty, but it's not gonna be really hard intensive. I just want to do a good third, like twenty five to thirty. But yeah. that'll be it. That'll be the last long one, and then it just kind of it starts really tapering down. I want to do Sunset Peak Wednesday night, and then Thursday I'm gonna do some short hill repeats with some local runners. On the meetup run we do, and then so after that, I'm, I'm I'm actually thinking I'm just going to do some long hikes. I'm going to slow down on the running and just do some hikes. So I can I'll do the hills, but I'm going to hike them. Yeah, and and that way I'm not going to you know overtax my legs because I I'm afraid if I just sit down and taper like I did last before that I'll just start eating a lot, <laughs> and then you're carrying an extra two kg. Well, <laughs> talk, talking about eating, what what's your nutrition strategy? Um, this year. Um, sticking with the V Fuel gels, I love the, those. Worked great last time, and I love the flavors. Um, I'm sticking with Justin's Nut Butter; um, those work good. Um, for electrolytes, I'm gonna go with the um, V Fuel Endurance Drink, which I've been using a lot lately. Uh, and that, I really that sounds pretty new. What's that? It's a it's an electrolyte drink. Um, has 200 calories and then electrolytes in it, uh -huh. and it comes in four different flavors. Um, you have Tangerine cream, you have cool lime, black cherry cola, which as an American, that's awesome. And then um, they have a ginger twist, which is another good one, like especially when it's cold, just that ginger taste. Yeah, it just, should, it should it warm just, you up a little, shouldn't it? Yeah, like anybody that's done OTW has probably had in ginger tea at one point, you know, when it's yeah. cold, or even Hong Kong 100. So yeah, that that's that I really kind of like, I've used that a couple times. Like last last Wednesday night on Sunset, I, used, I had some of the ginger twist and that was good that tasted great especially when it's cold at the top so i'm gonna use that and that's pretty much my plan and it's some solid foods some bars maybe run of bars or bunk bunk breaker bars uh -huh. um and then but the checkpoints seem to be pretty good um what i've heard is there's noodles and other stuff you know your typical you know wintertime race food so it should be all right um, but i know i'm gonna stick with what i've been training with and what works you know? yeah well yeah But then in a hundred miles, it can work out a little bit different, right? Yeah, so I'm, yeah, I'm kind of that's another reason I want to have good a few people meet me just in case I have a problem. But um, I, overall, I think like if they they said there's going to be some, we have access to warm water. So if I need to have tea, usually tea or it'll warm me up. But again, I'm just you know I'm thinking like bananas at checkpoints usually work good for me. Yeah. And maybe some maybe some nuts. I might throw some a bag of nuts and dried fruit in a drop bag, but that, we'll see. Yeah, you don't really want to carry them around. Though. <laughs> They're nice yeah, to have. But, uh... Yeah, I'm just thinking like the drop bag and just see. Like, I did that before. I came home with a bunch of extra stuff, but it's fine. You know, if you can just, you never know. As long you know. as you don't have to carry it, it should be fine, yeah. Yeah. But I guess, I mean, but I'm just, yeah, the V-Fuel endurance drink is, is different. Um, and I, I'm really, really liking it because um, I actually, honestly feel like I'm getting calories out of that. You know, yeah. it's not just an electrolyte drink. Like some of the other electrolyte drinks are good, but they're, they can be flat because you're not really getting anything out of it besides just electrolytes. But for this one, I, I really feel like there's something out of it. And the flavors are really good, too. 
Cool. So free fuel electro drink. Uh, I guess it's it, for sale. It, yeah, definitely. We have it at the store. Um, we still have all four flavors. Um, and I purposely last time I ordered, I got some extra ginger twist because I knew winter was coming up here, and that might be a popular flavor in the winter. And it seems to be a popular flavor in the winter right now. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had some. Um, I was for running a TNF, and um, you know, Patsing Lang is not the easiest. Uh, thing yeah. to, to run over and it's exposed yeah. it is exposed i was on the verge of putting something on but i just about managed in my t-shirt but yeah i, I took some ginger twist towards the end and, and it really uh, helped me getting home uh, as in towards the finish yeah very comfortable and, and uh, yeah it, it felt good yeah i think they did a good job of that product I, i'm liking that a lot and it, and it goes good with the gels too so yeah okay um, opening times. It's Christmas time. You got a race coming up. What's happening with the store? Yeah, there's a lot. There's it's a busy time actually. For even though. so, the December twenty fourth. Oh, actually, yeah, Christmas Eve is gonna be a normal day. Um, I'm still have the um, Thursday night that people signed up for the hill repeats, and so and I want to get out for a little run. So that'll be totally normal. Um, December twenty fifth will be closed because you know it's Christmas and everybody deserves a holiday. The twenty sixth, we're gonna open up again. Um, Saturday and Sunday, and then we move over to uh, the next week. You have uh, the thirty-first, which I'm going to be off, but you're going in if I'm right. Yeah, that's right. You're going in, and you're going in for about five, six hours, just part of the day. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to stay open till late at night. Uh, I don't think anybody well, well, yeah. will be hiking uh, that late at night, and. Yeah. Uh, and if they are, then uh, then they should be shopping earlier. <laughs> yeah. yeah, actually, uh, I remember just a, a side thing, but I remember I, I went out to Sunset and, and Lantau Peak. Um, when was it? Maybe 2012, New Year or 2011. Mm. And it was crazy out there. So many people yeah. hiked up to see the first sunset, sunrise of the year. It's so maybe funny. there will be actually a lot of people, but um, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm not gonna stay in the shop till uh, till that late. And you have to rest for for the race on because uh, it's first um, of January eight o'clock. You start your race, right? So yeah. You you need a a bit of rest the day before. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and then the first of January, uh, even though you are racing, uh, we'll still open up. I'll be in the store in the afternoon. For those who want to go out hiking and then. Maybe want to do a, a little shopping because it's cold. Then uh, Lento Basecamp will be open. Yeah, there, I'm, I've had people asking me, like, you know, are there any organized? Ask me, or Shane, are you organizing any runs on the, you know, for New Year's? I'm like, because Vic So used to do the New Year's Day Lantau Trail run, you know, yeah, traditionally, but hasn't done it for a while. But I told people, sorry, you know, I'll be, I'm, I'm doing something else, but the sto- somebody will be at the store for a while, you know. To be honest, there's so many races actually because there's the NEM, the the XTE is organizing this this northeastern territory yeah. race, yeah. and then you've got your race, which is the hundred mile plus the hundred k starts at some sp- some time, and then the fifty k mm-hmm. plus there's the four trails. Yeah, four trails is the big one. Yeah, uh, not not in terms of numbers, but of course, definitely in terms of achievement. Yeah, but you get a lot of support. I mean, that's a fun one. You get a lot of people out there supporting and, and tagging along and doing what they can to help out. So. Yeah. So, so what happened? Because early on, you were you were thinking of doing it. What made oh, you I, change your mind? 
Um, just like I realized, like if I did that, then I would possibly the, the recovery time would be would interfere with like the rest of this kind of the Hong Kong race season. And I signed up for all the King of the Hills, and I just felt like it's something I I really would like to do, but I'm not. I, I just didn't feel like I wanted to give up three to six months afterwards to totally recover. Yeah. And I thought, you know, so I thought, oh, and then I saw an advertisement for the UTMT, which was 90, 95 miles and 9,000 meters elevation. And I thought, well, that's cool. I'll just sign up for that. <laughs> and, you know. But, and so, that's not that far, so you can do yeah, a few more I races. Can, yeah, I can I can take January off and still finish the King of the Hills. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to make the January 3rd King of the Hills, but, I mean, if I do, that would be amazing, but I, I highly doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't um, recommend it to be honest. Yeah, I, I might show up and hike the first hill and, and then drop out. But but now the the four trails is cool. So we'll get a like because they'll be back to Lantau. They'll be finishing on Lantau and probably hitting late, what, late Saturday night or Sunday morning and then finishing Sunday. That yeah, would be, that'd be close to sixty hours. So I'll definitely be back. I'm, that's cool. I'll be back to see that. Yeah, because we also offered to. Um, for people who are still thinking about doing Lentau for uh, sorry not Lentau four trails, doing D four trails, we're offering to have a drop back at the store. So if you if you feel like you might do it and, and you want to have a drop back at the store, then um, feel welcome to contact lentabasecamp at gmail dot com mm-hmm. to to set up arrangements. And yeah, and some of the runners have already emailed me, um, asked me about it, messaged me. Um, I should be, you know, I'll be back to Lantau sometime Saturday evening if the travel time. Um, but then, so that day, so when the runners, even if the runners arrive late at night, people can still message me. I mean, I live in my world. I don't, I mean, I want to help support those guys that do that. And it's no big deal if I need to go open this, you know, ride my bike, you know, I'll probably be down there anyway, the ferry pier and just walk over the store and drop a bag and say, look, it'll be there in the morning, you know, yeah. Sunday morning. So that's no big yeah, just email us or message us. And I posted on the Facebook event for Four Trails um, a message about that, like what hours the stores open that weekend and, you know, and what to do if people want to drop something. Even, you know, the supporters too, people to go run along with them, you know. So, wow, we're already talking about 2016. Life, <laughs> time flies. <laughs> yeah. So 2016, Lento Base Camp obviously has, has some fun events in store. Um, I think the first one coming up is the Valentine's race. Yeah, and that's it's coming up really fast. I was thinking about it today. I'm like, well, that's coming up really fast. You, you keep thinking, oh, that's a few months away, but now it's less than two months away. Um, yeah, the Valentine's race will be February 13th. It's a Saturday this year. Um, and same same format. It's a couples race. Um, so you have you can have a men's pair, you know, pair men's couple, women's couple, or a mixed couple. Um. And the the course, because of AFCD, um, about one section that we used to do that told us we can't use anymore. So I changed the course a little bit, so it'll be 13 kilometers, um, actually just a little bit over 13. And it's still hilly. It's about 850 meters elevation gain. But this year we have two checkpoints, one in Chaplong and one at Chima Wan entrance. So that'll be a little better for the runners, actually. Yeah. Well... In the end, it's it's only uh, fourteen k or thirteen k, so yeah, it, it's but quite uh, generous to have have two checkpoints. But then, that's the se- that's the what this race is, is about, right? It, it's yeah. making it easy for people to go out, have fun with 
a good friend or your partner or yeah. anyone you want to choose to run with and, yeah. and and just have fun this is yeah this isn't your typical like trail race where you you have like a few hundred people show up seriously ready to lay down a good time you know there are people that show up they want to win some prizes and they you know want to go for it but the majority of people are out there to have a good time and it's a fun fun event the prizes are unique and different like it's not the kind of race where you go get a t-shirt and a medal you know it's it's different you know you get cupcakes or you know a dessert um the prizes you know could be if you place in the prizes it could be a massage like the men's guaylo beer um is donating a case of beer for the men's first men's team you know so it's it's, it's a unique event and it's cool it's a, we had a good time last last few years and it's it's going to be the same exactly it's not not so much a race as like you say it's more of an event it's like you know yeah. experience people, trail running on lentau and it's fun and people are already starting to come out and hike and train for the course i've had people in the shop this last week and saying oh we just we were doing the valentine's course and we're checking it out i'm gonna do it with my friend and you know we want to you know you know we heard about it and we heard you know and our friends did it and said it's really fun we should go do it and and the yeah. distance is doable which is cool um and it's hilly so it's challenging and I actually think with two checkpoints it's good because when they leave Shap Long they're going to start that's when it gets hilly and they're going to you know and they're going to slow down so that you know people would otherwise people would probably run out of water um so yeah in, in a okay reason. and and then right after that well not right after that but not too long after that we've got the stairmasters yeah. coming up we used to do that end of May now we're doing <laughs> that early April why is that um Basically, weather-wise, I think we got lucky um, a few times, uh, you know, just by the, you know, how do you say it, skin of your teeth or hair or whatever. But we we got lucky the weather-wise where, you know, May tends to be like a little risky weather-wise. And we felt more confident that like the weather would be would be a little more stable in April. So April 9th is the Lantau 20K um, and April 16th is the uh, Twins 10K. Um, still same courses, daytime like last year, um, or in the morning time, um, out and back, um, same checkpoints. And it's just, it's just in April this year. That's all. Yeah. And most, most races are, are like, uh, around 500 people, but we've been limited quite a bit by AFCD, right? Yeah. We have, we, we they've made us stay with the same numbers as the previous year. So 350. So it's and it's the same for Valentine's is you know it's two hundred fifty couples. So if this isn't if people are really you know they really want to do it again it's and it's like a lot of races now in Hong Kong it, you can't sit around and wait till the last minute anymore and sign up because you're gonna find out like LT seventy the last two weeks a lot of people are like I want in I want in I'm like sorry I sold out like three weeks ago. Yeah, exactly. So people you know plan ahead and it's on the calendar. If we got the permits, you know we're ready to go. And actually, it's also cheaper, right? If you sign up now, you, you yeah, save uh, your 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 fee. Yeah, save your fee and sign up for both. If you sign up for both, it, you it, you get a better deal. Yeah, exactly, and then that's really what it's about. It's like stairs, it's a, stairs yeah, in Hong Kong. Who can do yeah. it the best? Yeah, it's a series. Um, and last year there were some good performances, and some of the guys that did pretty good last year uh, have already signed up. Registration opened on December 15th, so people are already starting to sign up. 
Okay. Which is good to see. Like and, Giuseppe, and, Giuseppe's back, which I'm really happy for the twins. I'm really happy to see that. Yeah. You know, he I had like a bit of an accident last year. Yeah, yeah that was unfortunate. I, I still feel really bad for him for that because that was he was doing great. So, but. And and that's that's kind of the funny might not be the right word, but it's kind of the thing about trail racing, right? You're all focused on the trails and, and you're doing perfect, and then you hit the road like he did. Yeah. And then you don't pay that much attention because you think, oh, it's a road, there's no obstacle. And then you slip there and then, yeah. yeah. So people, when you're running, anytime, anywhere, stay focused. Yeah, pay attention. Yeah. And that's true. It's totally true. Most people have accidents where it's not rocky technically. You know, they'll tell you, oh, it's just a flat. I just tripped. I don't know why. It's yeah. totally true. Yeah. Okay. So if you want to sign up for it, um, go to our trusted partner, racematics.com. Yep. You can sign up both for uh, Valentine's and for Stairmasters there, oh, as and usual. I want, yeah, I want to mention, if the, especially for we had a lot of volunteers at LT70, um, just remind them, like, you know, a lot of those people, you know, they do, if you volunteer for one of our races and work the full day, you get a free entry to one of our races, you know, the next coming up races. and. So some of those LT70 volunteers said they want, it told me, oh, I want to do stair, one of the Stairmasters, like Lantau. And I said, that's great. You know, you know, we appreciate your help and that's a way of rewarding you. So, but they need to, they need to email me because I need to give them a code specifically for them. Yeah. And also for them, I mean, they, they need to sign up now if they want to do it because yeah, if, if, if they're, they're full, then, then we can't give those yeah, away. Yeah. And they lose it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's uh, another new episode of uh, Lento Basecamp podcast. Um, obviously, we're, we're going to try to do it again. I've got a good internet now, and um, we can uh, do it more regularly, come back to normal, and discuss some trail running subjects. In the but, new year, there's going to be a lot to talk about in the new year. We're exactly. Finish, finish it with a bang, and after four trails and everything, I think it's going to be really a lot of good stuff to talk about. So. Yeah. So we wish everyone a happy holidays yeah, and a super trail new year. Yeah, get out like, on the trails. <laughs> set and some good goals and make them happen. Yeah. And uh, and hopefully we'll see you in the shop anytime. Yeah. Come okay. See Come see me and talk trails. Exactly. Okay. That's it for this week. Good luck, Chain, with your race. Hey, thanks a lot. See you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Lantau Basecamp podcast. If you have any questions or suggestions, feel free to drop us an email at lantaubasecamp at gmail.com. And you can always, any time of the day, browse our online shop at www.lantaubasecamp.com and shop for your favorite trail running gear. Or come by in person, visit the shop in Miwo, located close to the ferry pier opposite the Fusion Supermarket. Stay tuned for the next Lantel Basecamp podcast.